Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. I'm Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge, and I love coming on here and having guests so they can share different techniques and different ideas to lower the stress in your life. Today, I've got Lisa Tahir, who's a licensed therapist, host of All Things Therapy podcast, artist and author of The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, which was endorsed by His Holiness, the Dalai Lama himself. So welcome, Lisa. Denise, thank you for having me on. I feel like we're like chilling on the couch. I love the name of your show, The Relaxation Lounge. Such a good vibe that you put out here. Thank you. Now, what inspired you to do this work, Lisa? Denise, it's been my own personal journey into wanting to experience more happiness, more peace in my own life and being taught as a young person. It's about hard work and a lot of suffering, in fact, from the family I came from, first generation from an immigrant family. My father's from Pakistan. There was just this paradigm and there's value to it. I think if you can really balance the goals and dreams that you have, approaching them in a way that actually feels better rather than worse, because you're going to have more joy along that journey. So that's been one of the pieces that I feel led to share on Relaxation Lounge about wanting to help people learn that they can live their lives, achieve their goals from an easier perspective than harder. I grew up in an area where there were a lot of different cultures, and I find the generation were really, really hard because they had their dreams for their children. It wasn't their children's dreams. And if you went and sidestepped from your parents' dreams, you were considered a misfit or you were failing, and you were never really encouraged to do what you wanted to do. Is that kind of how you felt growing up? You know, Denise, it's interesting you bring up that nuance because I actually always had the awareness that my dad wanted better for me. So I never felt like there was a competition between him coming here from total poverty, living in a village without electricity, living in a tent, walking a mile to literally the nearest light bulb to study for an entrance exam to get a scholarship to med school in America and being the only person in his village to receive that. So I always knew, and I'm so grateful that I've never known that kind of struggle to literally not have food, to not have clothing, to just the terror that that brings. For me, it was different that there was so much emphasis on education, which fortunately I aligned with. Like it was a total resonance with me to be educated. I think it'd be a different story if that wasn't my dream. I think that would have been a challenge. It was just about um, like having this awareness 
And also, like, I have a great work ethic. It's more about lately, like, how, again, to really have even the biggest of dreams that might be things you're working on in this whole lifetime, but to do it from a place of more joy, like waking up, for example, what from my to-do list lights me up today? Like, what do I want to do right now? Not the order that makes the most sense, but like what makes me happy. And that's what I've learned, Denise, is really the game changer. And I see you nodding your head. How do you feel about that? I love that because I do the same. Like for me to jump out of bed, I pick a to-do object or task that, yes, I want to do this. And then, yes, you have the ones that you don't really want to do, but they kind of have to be done. But I like having that one to do whatever it is that day that lights you up because it makes you feel excited, you know, it does gives you that reason to jump out of bed. I love that you have that experience in your own life because I don't think it's what we're taught. And it's so it works so well, because when you start with what lights you up to do the other things just feel easier Like for me doing my taxes, it's never something, I don't know that any of us are like, oh my God, I'm so excited that I get to do my taxes this year. But when I start with the things that light me up, somehow I sat down to add up those receipts and I did it faster and it was done surprisingly earlier in the year than I've ever done this year. And it's because I've really let myself start as you do, like what makes me happy to begin with? And it really creates a different way of approaching all the tasks in your life, all of them. What is the Chiron or who is the Chiron? Chiron is a minor planet and comet in astronomy that orbits the planets of Saturn and Uranus. Why is that important? What does that mean? Well, when Chiron was discovered in the 70s, the astronomer that discovered Chiron named him after the Greek centaur Chiron, a mythological figure who taught medicine and botany and pharmacy. And we actually have a reference of Chiron in our daily lives. When you go to the doctor and you see the staff of medicine, the staff with the two snakes intertwined, Chiron actually gave that to Asclepius, the founding father of medicine, whom he tutored. And I thought that was just a cool reference as I kind of went down the rabbit hole of what is this Chiron thing about. And Chiron Carl Jung, spoke about Chiron as the wounded healer archetype, meaning that the things in our lives that we feel like have been the most painful actually are the greatest teacher. It's through what we've lived that we really have the deepest understanding of and can help others with. Once I've learned, we actually forgive ourselves for those shortcomings, we might call it vulnerabilities. It could look like a lack in confidence. It could look like being really successful outwardly, but inwardly, you feel like you're just never good enough, like nothing's good enough. And you're endlessly pursuing awards and successes, but you just never feel good. And we see this with a lot of high performance, even millionaires, owners of companies. I think Mr. Kodak, like a billionaire who took his life because of never feeling good enough. So this really is important to understand. And it's sourced through the astrological placement of Chiron in your birth chart. Like, what's your sign, Denise? Which I'm a Taurus. So you're a Taurus, and that's what people are most familiar with. So Chiron is different than that sun sign that you know off the cuff. Chiron 
is found through entering your date of birth, your place of birth, and if you have it, your time of birth, either in my plugin that I have through my book or any other astrological website. And it generates a Chiron placement in a sign, like in the sign, for instance, of Aries, which speaks to this core wound, wounding or vulnerability in your sense of your value and worth of people pleasing is what this causes in your life. Sourcing love through a lot of hard work versus allowing people to come to you and love you without you really doing anything just because you're here. Yeah. Because I've had different things on here like human design and yeah. Yeah. I'd like to get into this a little bit more if we can just to introduce people to it. Sure. And any particular aspects like that you think would be helpful? How do they find out what their new sign is and what the signs, you know, mean? Like, sure. Because I know with Enneagram, you know, you have your thing, yeah. your body. So yeah, if we can get into that a little bit, that'd be cool. Absolutely. So those of you listening, go to NOLA therapy, N-O-L-A therapy.com forward slash Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. There's a free plugin where you enter your birth info. It'll generate, bam, your Chiron is in the sign of. And for example, if your Chiron is in Taurus, which again is different than you being a Taurus, it's not going to be the same. It speaks to this area of vulnerability by neglect. And this could have looked like you had a parent or caretaker with an addiction and their addiction was their primary relationship. So they neglected your emotional needs. For example, like you might've had a roof over your head, but you were really left alone because they were out at the bar, which a lot of the cases of clients I've worked with, with Chiron and Taurus, there could also be sexual abuse and emotional abuse in this placement of Chiron. And just like there are 12 zodiac signs, there are 12 placements of Chiron. Chiron in the sign of cancer, for example, is a core wounding by abandonment, where you might have been abandoned somehow in your upbringing. And all of these placements lead to decisions that we made about ourselves, about our needs being important or not. And we might find ourselves in an abusive relationship later in our life because we didn't learn that we had value and worth. Or we might end up in a job, Chiron and Capricorn, having to do with people taking credit for your work, where you do all this work, but someone else gets the credit and you're never really rewarded monetarily or with the proper praise that you deserve. So that's why it can really be important to come to understand these woundings and the meaning you made about yourself as a result of them. So you can change those meanings. So now, how do you start healing your core wounds with your philosophy there? You know, in my book, I really walk you through, Denise, this process called creating the container for change. We ourselves are a vessel. You're a container. You contain your emotions, your life experiences, your beliefs, which are thoughts that you just keep thinking repetitively and patterns are sourced from the thoughts that make up our beliefs. And I walk you through some journal prompts of things like reflecting upon a time in your life where you both felt really, you felt really loved and cared for. And also when you didn't and the meaning that you made about yourself. So in the book from chapter one, I suggest and invite you to spend about 20 minutes of reading to really do this introspective excavation as I walk you through from page one till the end. 
That's how it's laid out. Now, is it like a workbook or is it more like stories or? It's both. It's both. It's a, it's some of my personal life experience to help just make me relatable that I really have worked through some things, some challenges in my life. And a lot of, that's what made me become a therapist when I was in my 20s is because I wanted to help people like my therapist helped me to really come to terms with healing from childhood trauma and abuse and really wanting to help others learn their value and worth and worthiness. I think a lot of our deepest issues and problems really come from not feeling worthy, not feeling deserving. And my book, again, really synthesizes presiding paradigms, as well as kind of this new one to help you make it your own. And I I invite the reader to like take what works and leave the rest. It's really dynamic. I offer five or six practical takeaway steps with every placement of Chiron, as well as affirmations. So you can use this in a practical sense, not just like philosophical. Do you have any success stories that you can share with us? Someone that's come to you that was just a bit of a very stressed out and very unhappy? You know, I feel like the best model that I can speak freely would be myself (laughs) from where I came from, like growing up, not feeling valuable and worthy, finishing high school with a 1.86 GPA, starting to use drugs at 13 and recovering from cocaine addiction that I talk about in my book and really learning that I have value and worth and there's something that I'm here to do. And it's, we get to decide our meaning and purpose. And I love helping people, Denise. I love seeing people light up and have these aha moments around something they experienced when they were younger. And they really believe like something's wrong with me. So many people come into therapy. I've been a therapist like 25 years. People come in, they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I just stop them there. I'm like, you know what? I bet there's nothing wrong with you. Let me hear more about that situation. And what was wrong about the situation? Because often, especially when there's trauma, when there's something unexplainable that's painful, there's an element that doesn't make sense. And we take it on to mean that it's us that's wrong. And it's not. It's really coming into alignment with feeling upset about painful things, death, disappointments, breakups, abandonments. That's healthy and natural if you didn't feel something there would be something wrong with you. You'd be on the spectrum of something. And so really it's about soothing this sense of wrongness and really stepping into a rightness and how you've been trying to protect yourself. You've been trying to avoid pain and how we can find new coping mechanisms. So you can actually stop hiding and being more of your authentic self and be seen and heard and feel so lit up as a result. I love that. With the work I do, I hear that all the time too. It's just that people try to put themselves in someone else's box and it just doesn't work. And yeah, I just, I have a personal question. Like how old were you when you started turning your life around? Well, I started therapy when I was 21 and now I'm 51. And I really feel Denise, like it's been this 30 year journey. I wrote my book in my forties And that's when things, when I really started to make the turn around, and even in therapy, Denise, feeling really disenchanted with the model of, of continually going back to the painful old story. Some of that is absolutely necessary to heal that inner child. And then at some point, it's really about 
what's the story you want to live into? Who, who do you want to become? And like, how can you do that each day, even in your emotions through visualization? And what patterns might you have to change? Maybe I don't text that person anymore. Maybe I don't go to those kind of events anymore. Maybe I go to new people, places, and things that reflect kind of where I want to go. And it's through these gradual baby steps that feel both exciting and comfortable mixed with like a little anxiety. Cause it's like, Ooh, like that's like, okay, there's like bigger shoes and what I'm used to wearing, but you also are like excited about it. That's really like the sweet spot, I think, to start to move into. So I feel like my whole life has prepared me for this, Denise. I love how that. How would you answer that for yourself? <laughs> I love how you, you're creating that new identity, but you're doing it on a slower basis, not to just do all this change in your life because we don't like change. And we'll end up not doing anything, but I like doing, just doing the slow. Thank you. Thank you. It's manageable that way. And I think we can allow that in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not happy with this or this always triggers you, well then do this instead. That's very wise information, Lisa. Thank you. So we're going to start wrapping this up. Yeah. So you do have your book out there. So where can people get this, purchase this book? You, it, it's available in Barnes and Noble brick and mortar stores on Amazon, even walmart.com. And if you have a favorite local bookstore, because I love supporting local brick and mortars, just bring in the Chiron effect. If you go to my website and click the button, order my book, there's an ISBN number on the back, and your local bookstore can just order it for you. So you're, you know, a lot of people. Like I have favorite local bookstores in New Orleans and Los Angeles. So definitely go in. And then that way my book is in a local store, which makes me so happy. So just Google my name, Lisa Tahir, The Chiron Effect, and go from there. Wonderful. So what are your words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with the audience today? You know, Denise, as we're sitting here together, I really love the new moon. I love new moons because they're about new beginnings. And I feel like, and this has been, again, like progressively actioned in my thoughts, like really feeling that each day is new. My life can be new and I don't have to keep looking backwards. So I just encourage you all listening, if you can close your eyes for a moment, imagine some of the new things you want to experience and even jot them down notes on your phone, somewhere on paper, all the delightful things you want to live, be, and do. And just like every day, try to feel into that for a few seconds and see what happens in your life to really set intentions that life creates the environments for these desires and dreams to come true in your life and see what happens. Lovely. So if you're listening or watching, I will be putting Lisa's links anywhere you're listening or watching. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Lisa. And thank you so much for your time today. Amazing information. Opened my eyes to a whole new dimension, actually. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Denise. Your energy is lovely. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to 
stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.